G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As you may be aware, each year the Islamic world takes time to deepen their spirituality and they have a period of time over 30 days which they call Ramadan and it's a time when there's a lot of fasting and attention to their Islamic faith. Well, Christians around the world have responded over many, many years now by taking time while Ramadan has been on to pray for the Muslim world. And let's talk some more about that today with Mike Gore, who's the CEO of Open Doors Australia. Mike, welcome along to 2020. Neil, great to be here. Thank you. Mike, this is something that Open Doors has had a focus on for many, many years now, the idea of taking time to pray for the Muslim world during this time of Ramadan. That's right, yeah, a long time now. We've had a, a really good focus, I guess, on um, praying for the Muslim church and the Muslim world during this 30-day period. So what sort of things do you hope people will participate in this coming Ramadan time? And of course, if I were reflecting on the dates, it starts on the 6th of June and goes through to the 5th of July. That's a 30-day period. Uh, what are you hoping that Christians will do here in Australia? Yeah, sure. Look, in June this year, we're asking churches and small groups to participate in what we're calling at Open Doors a dedicated faith. It's, it's really an opportunity to broaden our experience Uh, of faith in Jesus. And so we're asking churches to choose a day between June 6th and July 5th and experience, I guess, what it's like for uh, people who have come to faith in Jesus from another religion. So we're asking churches to encourage their congregation to maybe fast for a whole day, pray five times through that day for the persecuted church, and then at night celebrate it with what we call a meal for many, where you can come together and talk about your experiences, raise funds for our brothers and sisters around the world, because for them, they wrestle with how their expression, a life of seeking God um, through prayer and through learning scriptures, how does that fit with our concept of church? So, you know, I was with a lady in Palestine recently. She said to me, Mike, when I was a Muslim, I prayed five times a day to a God who terrified me. She said, then when I found Jesus, well, I prayed 10 times a day. And she goes, then I went to a church and they kind of prayed like once or twice a day. And so it was that wrestling with, well, how do I, after a lifetime of seeking God and learning how to seek God, how do I apply that stuff to my faith? It's interesting when you talk about Muslims who come to Christ and what they see when they experience what happens within the Christian church. And uh, and sometimes it's probably something of a culture shock uh, when they see the amount that Christians pray. Is that a concern for you? And we ought to be, I guess, uh, mindful of, of making a change to the way we give devotion to the way that we pray? Look, I think it's more, it's one of the things that I always want to be careful, and there isn't a right way and a wrong way of engaging with God. What I believe is that we need to be more respectful of allowing people to express their love to God in the way that they know how. For I often think to myself, you know, there's a church that I see, and in many ways a church that I, I kind of don't want to see because 
their expression of faith is so vastly different to my expression of faith. And as a church that I guess I'll automatically question things like intent, motives, theology and actions. But, you know, they're part of the body of Christ and more than that, the bride of Christ. They may do it differently to me, but it doesn't make it wrong. And so what, what we're trying to do, I guess, is say, what does it look like when refugees from a Muslim background come to your church in your community? Do we allow them to express their love towards Jesus in the only way they know how? You know, essentially, are we indoctrinating them to the church or introducing them to Jesus? And I think that's the real, the real shift that we need to have. Mike, as Ramadan typically over the years we've seen, uh, the persecution of Christians often increases during that 30 days. And that's, I guess, when we talk about a deepening of faith in Islam, uh, sometimes results in an increased persecution of Christians. Is that the typical experience of what happens in places in Africa and other Muslim nations around the world? Look, I would probably say that I haven't necessarily seen that trend as strongly as I've seen a trend towards persecution increasing around Christian dates, so things like Christmas and Easter. Uh, that's probably been one of the main shifts that we've noticed in the last 12 to 18 months and is of an alarming concern. Of course, uh, for those Christian believers that are in Muslim nations where things are very tight and very tough and very oppressive, uh, when they are not participating in Ramadan, uh, then it exposes uh, what sometimes we talk about a a secret believer. Uh, How does that sort of thing work for people who are Christian believers within uh, nations where there's difficult persecution conditions? It is a very, very difficult thing and a very good question. I remember being in a North African country during Ramadan and traveling with believers who, you know, we had to think very hard about, well, where do we have lunch and what do they do? Because if we go to this restaurant, they won't serve us. And, you know, so it's one of those things that for me, I really didn't have that appreciation until I was in the moment. I was in the the stress and the pressure and the anxiety that feeling what it would do to step out and try and get food at this certain time meant. And so... For some Christians, yeah, it is really a really difficult thing. And for others, we find secret believers, as you mentioned, people who will actually go to the mosque but pray to Jesus. So people who, I guess, mask their faith into the culture that they live within. And and so there's such a, a broad answer to that question because for some people it's, you know, having to fit into the culture and for others it's, you know, fitting in with Ramadan and the processes around that but in pursuit of Jesus. That's right. And those Christian believers who are in those Muslim nations whose safety is at risk because they can't be seen to not participate in the Islamic festival, uh, in the Islamic process of uh, of fasting through the day and eating only in the evening. You can't just, you can't just uh, rebel against that and say, I'm a Christian now and I don't do that anymore because uh, that draws attention to your Christianity and sometimes with dreadful consequences. Yeah, that's right. But I guess one of the things we would say is that the, the logic is that it's not that you can't do that, it's that you have a choice. And what we find time and time again is that people, because of their love, and their pursuit and trust in Jesus, that they will stand up and boldly declare that the reason they're doing this is because they are a believer in Jesus Christ. And for me, it's one of the most humbling things in this ministry is to see people all over the world that in the face of what can only be described as really quite stressful and intense 
um, persecution. They choose to stand up in that moment and say, you know what, the reason I do this is because of Jesus Christ, the Saviour of the world. Mike Gore is the CEO of Open Doors Australia. We're talking through some of the issues to do with Ramadan. Of course, Ramadan this year is between the 6th of June and the 5th of July. Mike, stay with us. We'll come back and continue our conversation all about Ramadan and how Christians here in Australia can be a part of a prayer initiative for Ramadan. We'll continue our conversation in just a short while. We're talking through what for some is a difficult time in their lives. People who are Christians, uh, when they're in lands that are dominated by the Islamic religion, because what's coming is the month of Ramadan. It starts on the 6th of June, goes through until the 5th of July. And for many, many years now, there's been a prayer initiative where Christian believers can pray for those who are persecuted in lands that are dominated by this religion of Islam. Mike Gore is the CEO of Open Doors Australia. He's with us today talking through these issues. When we talk about Australians participating in prayer, Mike, you've got an initiative called Dedicated Faith. What does that mean? Yeah, Neil, it's an initiative this year. We, we looked for so many years now and for so many brilliant organisations. We have like a 30-day, I guess, prayer guide through Ramadan and one of the things that our team here were talking about was, well, that's great, right, but, but how can we make a broader appreciation, I guess, for Muslim background believers, people who have found Jesus from coming out of Islam? And one of the things we came up with was this concept of a dedicated faith, and now it's where we're asking churches and small groups to really, um, I guess, walk in the shoes and experience what it's like for people who have come to faith in Jesus from another religion, in this case, Islam. So we're asking churches to encourage their congregation to fast for a whole day, pray five times throughout the day for the persecuted church, and then celebrate at night with what we call a meal for many. It's a fundraising dinner where you come together and cook a Middle Eastern meal and we have recipes and all sorts of things like that. Talk about your experiences and really, I guess, unpack what it looks like for people who have come to faith in Jesus from such a, a different life and how they express their love to him. How do most Christians respond when you say this is the new program or at least this is what we're experimenting this with this year? Are they, are they excited about that? Because, I mean, a lot of Christians, uh, they may not pray five times a day, but to put yourself into a, a, regiment, a regimental uh, prayer uh, focus, uh, how do they respond? Look, it's met with, it's kind of met with excitement and intrigue and I guess an element of being unnerved as well. I mean... As you said, it's quite, even for me, like I don't sit here and I think, oh, this is something I do naturally and I'm really looking forward to it. I sit here thinking, you know, this is going to push my understanding of acceptable Christianity to its limits because it's not something I'm used to. But similarly, for the people that I've met who are Muslim background believers who have Christianity that looks like this, you know, people that I've met who will pray five times a day religiously, you know, that means a mat on the floor facing Jerusalem and praying to Jesus. People who learn the scriptures cover to cover. Believers who, through Ramadan, fast for a whole month but in pursuit of Jesus. And other people who are just bold, passionate evangelists but without the extremism. You know, I've met these people and that's their expression of a Christian, Jesus-focused faith. And, and now when I try and mix those elements just for a day into my own walk, you know, yeah, I sit here and I get this kind of nervous excitement like, oh, can I do this? Is it okay to do this? And that's one of the reasons why, 
I'm excited about it because for me, it's just like a growth opportunity. It's something to try to walk in someone else's shoes. And my hope is that the church will embrace it. Well, it's one of those things uh, we'd recognise that legalistically, this is not something you have to do as a Christian. But as you're explaining it the way you do, I'm thinking of those times in my life where I've participated in like the World Vision 40-hour famine. And, and what you do is you actually experience that level of hunger while you go through the 40-hour famine. What you're saying is this is something you can do in prayer to experience what is going on around the world, but you're not praying to the God Allah. You're praying to the God of the Bible, the Lord Jesus Christ. And for those Christian believers who are undergoing persecution because of what happens in so many Islamic countries, this idea of walking in their shoes is what you get to do if you go through this experience. Yeah, look, I think... One of the things is is that Muslims, you know, they are passionate God-seekers who desperately want to be close to him. It's why they pursue him in that manner. You know, it's, but within Christianity, they find a God who reached down and through whose death and resurrection offers them freedom. And so, you know, what happens, I guess, the best way to articulate is what happens when people who have spent a lifetime seeking God find him? What does that church look like? And that's what this is. It's people who say, hey, I don't wake up... Um, having found Jesus this morning and then automatically fit your westernized version of faith. I wake up and then I go, I found Jesus. I'm going to apply everything I've been doing for my, my whole life in pursuit of him. And that's what this does. It hopefully gives people like me and ultimately other people in churches and small groups a broader appreciation of what, you know, I guess the beauty in the diversity of faith. You know, there's not a right way or a wrong way to get to God there's a way that works for you. And for these people, they've only ever known praying five times a day. And now they chase Jesus down in those prayers. It's exciting. I suspect, too, that where you've got action associated with your prayer time for the Muslim world, as you'll be planning for people to do five times a day, there is something that really brings out in us the seriousness by which we actually take our prayer for people who are in really difficult, persecuted circumstances. That's right. And I think one of the, the beautiful things about this program is we're not trying to say to churches, hey, we want you to do five times a day for 30 days. We want you to try to do it for one day. See how that goes. See how you feel with it and if you're able to do it. Because even from a one-day experience of fasting and praying and then fellowshipping, you know, I'm pretty sure we will get this idea of, wow, and that was such a, a different experience. And then from that, so many brilliant conversations will flow. And I guess the whole program, as you're designing it, called Dedicated Faith, it's going to have a capacity in there to uh, to uh, lead people into the way that they ought to pray in that time? Yeah, look, so we'll have prayer points. We'll have recipes for the meal at night. We'll have a bit more information about why and how we're doing this, um, some PowerPoint slides and some resources that people can use, a video to go along with it. So really trying to equip the church to be able to uh, better understand what it's like as we see people come into our communities uh, from a Muslim background and refugees and all sorts of things, just broadening that uh, appreciation for their background, their story, and hopefully and ultimately their expression of love towards Jesus.
And Mike, before I let you go, just to talk about the Open Doors website, and we're talking opendoors.org.au, there's lots of resources, there's lots of stories, there's lots of detailed information about what's happening around the world. Uh, it really is worth a visit. Uh, do you find that, uh, that the number of visits you're getting to the website is increasing all the time? Look, it's inc- definitely increased in the last 12 to 18 months as we have seen the persecution of Christians become something that's more focused in the media. One of the struggles we have as a ministry is that unless the church helps the church, we find it very difficult to get support in other circles. And so my hope and my dream is that that number would continue to increase because, you know, there are people all over the world, right, that share our faith but not our freedom. And and from the very small or large amount of help we offer, that makes such a huge difference to their outworking of faith. And so... Look, my hope is that those numbers would continue to increase and that more people would realise that caring for the persecuted church really is part of the DNA of every Christian. And, of course, the website has lots of ways that you can actively support and become involved with people who are in persecuted circumstances around the world. Uh, I'll uh, encourage listeners, keep your eye out. That program we've been talking about coming up through Ramadan is called Dedicated Faith. And you'll be able to access some detail about that when you go online at opendoors.org.au. That's opendoors.org.au. Mike Gore, just honour you. You do such a fabulous job there with Open Doors as the CEO. And thanks so much for taking time to talk to us today on 2020. No worries, Neil. Thank you for having me. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.